Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. Whoa! What a win by the Detroit Lions over the Chicago Bears. Finally! Finally! A win over division opponent. It feels good, doesn't it? Man Patricia gone. Darren Bevel in. Is fun on the rise? We'll talk all about that and this big victory on the podcast here. So sit back, relax, grab your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast hosted by lifelong Lions fans. UJ. It seems apparent to me that the most intellectual football fans tend to be Lions fans. Bob. Stafford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance. Connor. Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl jams. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax. It's time for the pod. On second down, Peterson again. Adrian Peterson full head of steam. Turning for the goal line and fights his way in for the touchdown. And the Detroit Lions take the lead with 137 to play. Oh, man. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, welcome back to Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, Detroit Lions podcast. And we have a lot to talk about after the Lions' exciting 34-30 to victory over the Chicago Woo! Bears. I haven't had to say that in a long time, <laughs> a victory over the <laughs> Chicago Bears. But I'm Big Z, and I'm here with the rest of the Blue Kool-Aid crew. So we got Connor. What up? Bob. Hello, gentlemen. Rudd Dog. Yo. And last but not least, UJ. Hey, everybody. So, gentlemen, 34-30, a wild win. Romeo Quara with a late swat out of Trubisky's hand on third down and, and short. And then Adrian Peterson running it into the end zone. But, man, uh... Just re- reaction to this game. I mean, is this a different? T- I I, I want to go to Stafford here first. Let me. I want to read a, a stat from Stafford here. First of all, there are a couple things. First of all, Stafford averaged thirteen point one air yards uh, in this game. Air yards is from the spot in which he threw it to the spot where the ball lands, not necessarily the amount of yards uh, to gain. So, anyways, uh, that was the highest. Uh, that was higher than any point in the Patricia era. <laughs> and Darren Bevel's first game as head coach, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and as well, so I don't. You guys may, are maybe up and down on PFF. I like PFF the way they grade. Uh, this good yeah. consistent measurement, a good resource. But Stafford this was a good grade. this was uh, Matt Stafford's highest graded game per PFF in his career. In his career, oh, his career. Um, he's only reached above ninety. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. This is the ninth time wow. he's been graded above ninety. The other times are two thousand eleven against the Chargers, twenty twelve against Seattle, twenty fourteen against the Giants, twenty fifteen against Philadelphia, twenty seventeen at Green Bay, twenty eighteen he had two at Dallas and at Miami, and then he's had two this year: Atlanta and then this game, his highest one against Chicago, ninety wow. grade ninety four. Wow. And it, it's hard to – Stafford was really, really – I know he had the one interception that was really bad, and I, it was inexplicable. But um, And the uh, second game in a row where he threw an interception to a D lineman. But other than that, I mean, he that was one took a great unbelievable play. in this game. 
on the yeah. on the Bears guy part. To cut he off. looked he looked great though. He he looked awesome. I mean, look at that look at that throw to Cephas down the sideline there. Uh, there was just so oh, much more beautiful. deep. Even the there were, he had two deep misses down the middle of the field to Marvin Jones in double coverage. Like those are the throws we've been missing. Just taking those type of shots in yeah. the game. My I, big question is why haven't we we had this weapon with us all the time and now finally we use it. Stafford's arm is an incredible weapon, and we should be doing this with Stafford's arm. Going downfield, I mean, taking shots. I think we know the answer, you do. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. clear, it's yeah, clear know, that I Patricia know. was holding yeah. the offense back. I mean, there's no way you could possibly argue that. And Stop this restores it. a lot of my faith in Daryl Bevel as a coordinator, too, this game. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely played with uh, the training wheels off, which was nice to see. No yeah. hammering our head against the wall. I mean, we ran Agent Peterson like 16 times, but you've got to run. You can't just never run, and you know you gotta keep them honest. So this was really nice to see. Uh, I mean, but we weren't forcing the run to set up the pass, you know, right. as as we were passing to set up the run, and it, I think it worked great. Yeah, and the whole thing. I, I mean, they seemed one, a lot looser yeah. out there, you know, than they normally do, which I think Bevel and uh, Stafford feed off each other as far as enthusiasm goes. Yeah, exactly. They like each other a lot. Yeah, and I mean that was what we were hearing all week. Uh, kind of just a looser atmosphere, but then even in this game, just the especially from at least Stafford, uh, just more freedom to go out, like outside this like conservative type box. I guess oh. you could say. Little... I, I got to add something to that though, Z. I mean, he had the best pockets to throw it. I've, I've seen in I don't even know how long. He, he had great pockets, and his pocket presence was suddenly great too. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we got to give a lot of credit to Matt Nelson. And that's uh, what I was going to say, because you're, can... you're Mr. PFF, and they had him as the lowest-rated guy and, and, and well, all eligible players at that position. And he had a great game, man, stepping up like that. I mean, his run run blocking wasn't that good, but his pass protection was good. Yeah, and I think that's why his grade on there is not good. His run blocking was bad. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he was – he had to step up uh, against Cleo Mack, and he did a pretty decent job, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and it, that's hard to say. I mean, the Bears yeah. have had a converted defensive tackle be playing guard for them, and he's been terrible. So, uh, the the Lions, the fact that they could turn to a, a right tackle in an emergency and play that well, uh, yeah, pretty pretty amazing. Off, actually, yeah, for sure. He definitely proved he can be a reliable backup in the league. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's impressive. And, um, you know, uh, I I love the video of uh, Frank Ragnow just absolutely pancaking Akeem Hicks in this game. That was great. Yeah. Beast mode, man. They did not seem to like that after he slammed (laughs) him to the ground. That was awesome. That was absolutely awesome. No. Uh, As an old lineman, there's nothing like watching a guy do that, man. Just keep driving his feet through the whistle and planting a dude in the dirt. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we, we've hit on Adrian Peterson again. He, I mean, he wasn't great in this game, but except for two runs, what it mattered, uh, the two touchdown runs, he, he, he looked really good on him and really I mean, a sudden burst, especially that last touchdown run. Oh, How good yeah. was that last touchdown run? That was, that was great. Fantastic. Yeah, that was awesome. That was like, it was 70% offensive line. And then the last 30% was all Adrian Peterson just getting below the tacklers and just Absolutely powering his way through three people in the end zone. That's spiking. Oh. I love the spike at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Red, oh, Dog, Red Dog was a little upset, though. He thought they scored too quick. I mean, <laughs> I mean strategically speaking, you, there was a lot of risk there leaving that much time. But, uh, I mean, I'll take the You points can't plan for, sure. for that when you need yeah, to you score can't. a touchdown. You take the touchdown no matter what. 
I'm just saying how many times have we seen that script unfold where you take the late lead just to give the other team the ball with no yeah. time to go down. Well, they, I mean, no, they obviously. needed a touchdown, though, which makes a difference there. If they just need a field right. goal, it might be a bigger deal. Yeah. Through that. But, yeah, I think Adrian Peterson just has a nose. He gets He's a different player near the goal line. I mean, you just see it. Like, he just has a nose for that end zone. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, with Swift's healthy, I'd love to see AP, like, back in the end zone and – keep Swift like your primary running back for the rest of that drive. Yeah. I think it wouldn't be a bad sure. way to use them. Absolutely. Uh, and I, it looks like Swift is going to be back this week, I would assume. He's had a weird week, it seemed, last uh, week. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I mean, those concussions can linger, so you never know. As long yeah. as he's, he's But it wasn't concussion-related. Yeah, the reason he was out. It was just some it was illness. illness or something. Yeah. Oh. He was cleared uh, of concussion. As far protocol. as we know. It was clear. Yeah. As far yeah. as we know. <laughs> as far uh, as and then uh, I, Kenny Galladay was doing warm-ups on the sideline in this game, so he looks like he's nearing return. But who knows? I don't know why he wasn't on IR. Uh, he's been out, what, five, six You know, usually those same media guys are a lot tougher. You know, they come back a lot quicker yeah. than that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. but uh, I think he went to travel home and see his family, <laughs> so he suited up. You know, brought him in. I mean, they didn't suit up, but he brought him with the game. So. <laughs> yeah. I, want, I can't wait to see what this offense looks in this more unleashed mode with Galladay back in it. Oh man. Yeah, and they're yeah. gonna they're gonna need all uh all things firing this week as they head uh, or they head home to face uh, Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If the game. Lions win that game, it's probably gonna need to be in shootout fashion, uh, because uh the defense is still uh the Patricia era defense. Uh, the still <laughs> not a lot yeah. changed on this defensive side of the ball for the most part in this game. Yeah. Their True, second you half know, was better. Yeah, they make stops when they need to. I mean, they make enough stops in the game that if, if we're our offense is competent, we can stay in any game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I know, yeah, they're not great. I agree. But I know. Awari said that they've been playing a lot more free and loose on defense, too, which I, I mean, their second half was better. Their first yeah. half was a oh, disaster. Yeah, yeah they, only, they only gave up seven points in the second half. Now, granted, the Bears' third quarter historically is terrible. I think they'd only scored seven points all year. Yes, that but graphic. Still, that graphic was like, great. Yeah. They, kept, they showed it like three times <laughs> yeah. during the third quarter. Seven <laughs> points that, all year. Yeah. yeah. That being said, though, we still had to make the stops, and we did. Yeah. So. Wait, are you what? saying we adjusted what? at halftime? That's <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly oh, what. I'm saying. And how about uh, the thing? Aquara, man, that guy, that guy's playing like a pro uh, baller, man. They, that guy's, I don't know what his PFF stats uh, are, but he looks awesome out there. Beast. He's a beast. He's so good. You can't let him in the Pro Bowl I mean, unless you see his PFF grades first. That's well, for, first of all, I, I mean, I I completely agreed with PFF's grade. They gave him a 90 grade in pass a rush and a 30 grade in run defense. He was awful in run defense this game, like terrible. Like he continually got reached on the outside. It was awful. So, I mean, the fact that he can make up with a big play at the end was really good to see. Well, that's what you know. That's what the do. best play. Hey, hey go ahead. Finish, finish the thought. The best players, they, you know, like even like the Khalil Max and stuff, they can disappear for whole games and then they step up when it matters most. I mean, and that's what he did in this game. He also blocked the, the PAT. Yeah. yeah, that was which huge. Was the difference in the game. So. That was huge. Right. I After mean, Matt Prater missed game, another one. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know what's right. wrong with Matt Prater this year. I don't know what, what, what the deal is. Uh, something in Chicago and doinking posts. It's just I like, know that, that yeah. like especially like that magnet. post. The one he hit was yeah. the one that guy double doinked off same same post. So I don't know. Yeah. Just a magnet in the ball. You know, yeah, yeah. One big difference about this defense, you know, obviously you're not going to cure all your ails just by 
getting a new head coach personnel wise and scheme wise and all that. But uh, they talked a lot about playing looser and not focusing on their mistakes. Part of me thinks like that Patricia was a perfectionist and was demanding like ridiculous, like, you know, just like the absolute perfection on every single play. And these guys were playing up tight and that was a part of why they were doing so bad. And like Gowari and Kokwar both talked about how they, like where there is a play loose, react, have fun. And I think that really showed in the second half. They were flying around a little better. Definitely. Plays. Definitely. 100%. And it was really good to see like uh, Penasini get on that loose ball. Um, it was good to see Kevin Strong come up with the big tackle at the end of the game. Uh, yes. A really weird play call, a fourth and one draw with 16 seconds left. <laughs> was kind of uh, bizarre. And uh, thank you, Alan Robinson, as well, for going oh, out. Oh, oh yeah, right. God, yes. <laughs> that was oh, unbelievable. That was fantastic. fantastic. Some people said I mean, the Bears lined us. They lion, or lionized us or something. They, <laughs> they pulled a lion. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. You, they you really know I mean. snatched defeat from the jaws of victory there. They had that game wrapped sure up. did. Yeah, well, it sounds like the first game that we had wrapped up and let it go away. So. Well, exactly. If you look <laughs> right. at the probability, yeah. if you look at the probability win percentage charts from the first game and this game, it's like the just complete opposite. Like for the Lions and Bears, uh, how the the Lions had a ninety nine percent chance to win, and then the Bears had a ninety nine percent chance to win. The, the roller coaster looks exactly the same <laughs> throughout the game. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. But I'll tell you what, this game. I just want to say about this game in general. I haven't felt this good about a Lions victory in a long time. Even even our earlier victories this year seemed sort of in a way hollow or they didn't seem mm-hmm. good. They seemed like really strained. I mean, but this one just seemed I don't know. This was like so relieving to me. We were jumping yeah. up and down. It was just this felt good. Oh yeah. It felt great. I finally feel like a football team again. Yeah. All- I think I think having Patricia gone, like, because Patricia was always the cloud hanging there that, like, even with the victories we picked up early, we were like, well, does this really mark any sign of progress? Because nothing really changed in some of those games. We were playing bad teams for the most part. Uh, I think this game just felt, it just had a whole different vibe because now he's gone. We got hope for the future with Bevel. Yeah. Yeah. And look at the. Look at the reaction of uh, the the whole Lions team when they, Adrian Peterson scored that touchdown. That was the oh, most yeah. exciting, so, even, even more so than excited. when they beat the Falcons, like at the on the yeah. last second. Yeah, that, that seemed way they seemed way more excited. For one this of them, uh, <laughs> one of the players, I forgot which one, but he said it felt like a home game because the players were so fired up on the sideline and they hadn't seen that in so long. Huh. Wow, I, I don't remember oh, who said yeah. that. It might have been AP. Yeah, it did look looser on the sidelines, and guys were like. The defense is getting excited when the offense made a play and vice versa. It was pretty cool. I, right? Yeah. I can tell you. talk about uh, Stafford <laughs> smiling as he came out. They're like, wow, that was new. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was Chris Spielman noticed that. Chris Spielman uh, was totally hating right. on the energy. That I mean, he was there. He, he announced that Panthers game and they announced this game. He was talking about the night and day constantly throughout this game, <laughs> especially comparing yeah. those two games. Especially, I, I think it felt the, good, too, because it was the Bears and. I don't have that much respect for the Bears. We've been losing yeah. to them, like games we should win. We finally got it, and it's a division win. Mm-hmm. But as far as exciting games, we've got a few this year. I'm sorry, that, that Washington game, I was jumping up and down for that one, too, in the in Atlanta game. Atlanta was pretty <laughs> yeah. cool, too. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Did you guys uh, hear that Patricia did not congratulate Bevel after his win? I know that was all over Twitter. Oh, really? People were freaking oh, out boy. about that. <clears throat> Did he not? Is that like a is that like a custom for the coach to do that? I have no idea. I wouldn't have (laughs) thought so, but people were like, "Oh, I can't believe Patricia didn't text Bevel." Like, 
God, let it go. The guy just took your job. Let it go. Bevel's been awesome. You know what's nice? We don't have. We don't have to care about Patricia's actions any longer. I love uh, Bevel because he's like, yeah, these are terrible circumstances to get this. But I love this job. I want this job. You know, he's so excited about it. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I'm Jack, man. I'm Jack. Yeah, Yeah, that was really good. (laughs) And, you know, we won that. We definitely could have easily blown that game. But I just feel like we so rarely made the plays we needed under Patricia. Like, you just could, you know, we could lose the rest of these games, of course. But, like. This just felt different in a way. I don't. Maybe it's uh, an illusion, but yeah. I can't. It just felt different. And for, for all the people that want Stafford out of town, I'm sorry. At the end of the game, with just a, yeah. a minute or two minutes left, you 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 don't feel out of it at all with him. And we, his arm is straight. unbelievable. Oh yeah, his arm is unbelievable. And and here's the other thing too. Our Dink and dunk pass game we do it. We keep complaining about receivers not getting any separation. But you see, when we start spreading the field out, they start getting more separation. I mean, we're using more of the field. And some of those guys were actually kind of open. Not all of them, but. Even Marvin Jones caught the ball a couple better. times without getting nailed right after. Yeah, Mar- yeah. I'm just saying. Marvin Jones finally showed up here as the, as the main receiver. <laughs> Eight catches, 116 yards, a touchdown. Uh, that, yeah. that was great to see him step up and uh, – and I, I just want to – my Stafford throw of the week, by the way, is that Amendola throw on the th- – yes. uh, what yes. was it, second oh, down? that was sick. Outstretched hand. Yeah, I mean, linebacker. first of all, I mean, great job by Amendola, but also just a hell of a throw by Stafford. <laughs> like, only a few people in the league could make that throw. That was – like, he was totally covered, and he threw him open. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I had a tough time it with was, the Stafford throw of the week this week because there was actually two Amendola throws that I thought were awesome. That one, the outstretched one, uh, there was another one, the sidearm. And then the, yeah, the way he yeah, laid yeah, it into Cephas, that, so that beautiful uh, deep ball. Yeah, oh that my bomb. God. So pretty. That was such a good throw. That was. It was a 55-yard in the air dime, man. He just dropped it right Absolutely. in there perfectly. It, it makes know, me angry because we've been robbed of two years of this. Like I know. You're right. This is why like, I think part of like Stafford's career right now has been, over the last few years, has been tainted by Patricia. Like, he wasn't even hitting that pass to Cephas is something we hadn't seen him even able to do. He was always missing him early in the year. Like, yeah. his playing loose and playing fast and, and in the moment, like, it, I think that is a big reason why he's throwing it so accurately. Hey, Rug Dog, like, your boy Cephas, so I got to say, <sighs> he has he has been improving because he caught that bullet from Stafford earlier in the game. Like, because I rock it, man. He caught the thing, yeah. reeled right. it in. And then uh, earlier in the season, I forgot what game it was, he threw another deep ball to Cephas, and Cephas is open, but he failed to track it correctly. This that time, was the, that was the Washington game. I thought the that throw was fine. I think that was Cephas myself, but and then uh, this one, Cephas was right there and knew exactly how to turn and catch it. So, yay him! True. Yay wow. Cephas! Wow, some Cephas hey, love hey, from you know Bob. What? Would you say a broken <laughs> clock's right twice a day, Dad? Is that well, what you're Jack, saying? You just said the Dog said he's going to the Hall of Fame, so I just, you know, this early signs. Hey, it's, it's early. He's a rookie. He's gaining. But you know what I, I'm impressed about there is, like, the knock on Cephas with all coming out was he ran on some shitty 40 time, but, like, he just showed he has the ability to get over the top on, on routes and get deep on defenses. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I, I think this guy's got – I'm still I'm still saying the Hall of Fame watch is on, okay, boys? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, that was just a great all-around play from end to end. I mean, Stafford yeah. dropped the dime, and he finished it on the other end. Stafford that. redirecting him on that point. Yeah, that, that was awesome. I love seeing Turn that. Up field. Really that was good. There. It's awesome. Yeah. 
And uh, I thought Hawkinson played a good game in this one as well. Seven catches, oh, yeah. 84 yeah, yards on, on nine targets. Uh, he definitely Yuck. played a big role there. Jesse James was alive for a play in <laughs> the, the end zone there. Yeah, that was good yeah. to see. He, he always shows up randomly, and you're like, oh, yeah, Jesse James is on the team. <laughs> oh, by the way. About him. There was one play where Stafford threw it, and Jesse James wasn't looking. I don't think Jesse James was expecting a pass coming. Oh, out, yeah. So that's hey, but you, you saw AP's touchdown, though. Jesse James had a killer block on that that opened that up for him. So. Oh, yeah, he did. I'm just saying he awesome did. blocking. Oh, yeah. Jesse James. Yeah, James is a solid player. Uh, like he's a, he's a nice person to have that second tight end to divert from Hawkinson in case. He's underpaid, isn't he? Wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, underpaid. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I would not say that. Oh man. Um, I mean, it, I, I thought it was good to see Sanu out there as well. Another veteran wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He had a big catch early in that game. That St- Stafford threw another dime right over the middle, like only like a. He- one of those Stafford passes that only he can make, but uh, isn't that guy seem too- juiced up, man? Chanu, he's like, he's got a lot of juice in his legs. He seems like he's like he, amped right now. He hasn't played much uh, the last year, so uh, yeah, he's ready to go. Like and actually, both of his catches were first down conversions, so if yeah. I remember correctly. So I mean, that's I mean, he only had two, but they were they made he made them both count. So that was nice, nice debut. Not debut, I guess he was here last week, but not, more or less a debut. Definitely. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Lions can do on the defensive side of the ball against the Packers next week. They first and foremost have to stop the run. It, it's got to be better than what we saw in this game against David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. It was still – it was bad still. I mean, they, they definitely picked it up in the second half, but, um, I mean, still missing a lot of tackles. That's what I think they the Lions would miss a lot with Akuda. I know Awarier was in here, and uh, but – our cornerbacks are still missing a lot of tackles in this game. That's one thing at least Akuda was good at. It was being a sound tackler. A warrior missed a couple tackles on the outside. Yeah, what was that one where, up at, where he like rolled at the guy's up and feet down and uh, the guy just stepped over him? Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you're going to fly at their legs. Look bad. at where you're going to fly, you know, like land in the right spot. But. And uh, and of course Will Harris comes in. I don't. I I, I got to see how many snaps he played. But uh, I mean, there, there was that one. He totally bit on the play action, and Cole Komet was his guy, and he just let him leak out to the flat for a wide open touchdown. About as easy yeah. as it gets for a quarterback to throw a touchdown. Um, that I mean, same play killed us twice. I, I would say like four or five times in this game. The just oh, a simple yeah. little dump off on a play action in the flat. Uh, so hopefully they figure that out and the, the only thing I didn't know uh, what we were doing on defense is we constantly were like playing 10 yards off the ball and they were just doing like eight yard hook routes like easily converting especially to Allen Robinson yeah yeah I did not understand that unless they just were so thin at the DB they're just like we'll just play soft defense and hopefully that Mitch Trubisky can make a mistake going on the field which didn't happen really until the end of the game for the most part <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I thought Tavai played a little better in this game. It definitely was one of his better games of the year. He had a couple of big yeah. plays. He snuffed out a Trubisky uh, RPO play. Um, Jamie Collins I, uh, was heckling Jekyll and Hyde in this game. <laughs> so, yeah. Some inexplicable misses and then some great plays. Like he uh, snuffed out yeah, a draw play sense. on third and one early in the game. That was a big play. Um, Man, and he that, led the team in tackles with 13. Torched. That's been him this yeah, year. He's terrible he in coverage. Torched, like, all the time. And He's terrible yeah. in coverage. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The one I saw you blame him for, Big Z, it was Everson Griffin on coverage. So I didn't notice him blowing other coverages. But uh, maybe I'm not denying that he he's not been very good in that role. 
He what makes play some was great play Griffin and just cup. blows it. That out. one where it was in like the left flat and the guy went right around him. And that was Collins. It was no, it was Everson Griffin. I where, even told you in the thread. Where, <laughs> it was F, it was Everson Griffin was dropped into coverage. They even talked about it in the commentary. Oh well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm not saying he's good in that role, but I didn't see him do anything specifically in this role in this game. But I, I like seeing him knife into the backfield because we've like. It's nice to see one of our guys, you know, get through a gap and stuff a run on the backfield for once. Like, oh yeah, that was a good play. We haven't seen that all yeah. year. He, yeah, he did it like twice. If I they because they kept talking about how he's like the running back and the D line was his O line. Me and UJ talked about that going into the season, using Jared Davis that way, like opening lanes for him on blitz, like rushes and stuff. But no, it was good to see. Even Jared Davis, I thought, was around the ball a lot in this game. So. I mean, I don't know what his stats were, but uh, he seemed to be having a decent game. Uh, Jared Davis uh, played 17 snaps in this game. He had two tackles. So, not a decent game. You know, though, I, th- this defense is far from perfect. That's obvious. But what I like to see well, – this, well, this is closer to what I was predicting at the beginning of the season, an imperfect defense that can make some plays. And they made some plays when it mattered, and that, that was nice to see. That's something we haven't seen from them much this season. Yeah, I, well, I'd hope for better under Patricia, the, the genius, the yeah. just like an okay defense that makes some well, big closer. plays every once in a while. And we still haven't – I mean, we've got that late uh, forced fumble, but we we still not picking off passes the way we should. Like, should be more interceptions on this no. team. But Yeah, I think only had, we had one or two chances. Trubisky overthrew a guy over the center, but the safety was going for the tackle rather than the ball. Uh, I, I can't remember who, which safety that was, and then the other it one, was, uh, uh, Warrior, Harman, wasn't it? Yeah. Harmon. And then a, Harman a, was. I think a Warrior had a chance on the side, down the sideline to get he one, did. and it popped out of his hands. Yeah, definitely a couple opportunities there. You know, that's yeah, Jared thing, Curse though, had one too. To go to go along with those interceptions, though, uh, the pass rush for most of this game was incredibly frustrating. They were not pressuring Trubisky nearly enough, so that was. I mean, that was part of why they struggled so much. The guys were having plenty of time to get open. Trubisky was – that was why he was so efficient because he was never getting pressured for most of the game. Yeah, well, you, you kind of I mean, stand in awe of Trubisky and just watch him do his work, man. You can't <laughs> can't hit that guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but luckily, Trubisky held on just long enough on that last throw of the game because uh, oh, he did have – o- if you look at the – if you look at the dots, he had an open crosser right there in front of him that he waited too long to throw the ball. He didn't see that at all. He was, like, stunned that that happened. You see that look on his face? I know. He's like, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, it's finally good to beat the mighty Mitchell Trubisky for once. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get that Darren Be- but back. Darren Bevel in his first try already has more wins against the Bears than Patricia did in his entire That's the thing, because we had a streak against the Bears before Patricia, right? And then... Yes. comes in and yes. right. Weren't we seven and zero against the Bears, and then we are suddenly zero and five? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard <laughs> Patricia. Actually, not, he had... I heard Patricia now got a job as a, back as a rocket scientist, but his rockets haven't been quite making it out of the atmosphere yet. So that <laughs> he's he's you know he's they're having a little trouble with him there too. So. <laughs> he he demands perfection from his engines, and yeah. they, they need to they, play more. <laughs> they get stressed out by his his overbearing nature. Did did you guys 
uh, like me get a lot of texts from Bears fans that you know saying thank you for us to beating the Bears. I did. <laughs> yeah. A lot of my Bears fans friends are happy. Never got so many happy texts about a loss from the Yeah, the you'll opponent. get our coach fired. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that was good. Um, so I mean, because of this win and the the Cardinals losing, you know, the Lions are only one game out of the playoffs, gentlemen. Wow, and Ooh, listeners. Baby. Wow. So right here's the here's the so the seventh playoff spot. That's what the Lions would need to go for, most likely. Um, the Minnesota Vikings are six and six. They would be in there if the playoffs ended today. They started one and five, and now would be in the playoffs at six and six. The Cardinals six and six. The Forty ers play tonight uh, as we record this. And then the Lions and Bears are uh, tied at five and seven, but the Lions have a tiebreaker. So, I mean, the Lions have a tiebreaker for the Cardinals. So all we need is the Cardinals lose one, and us. This is assuming we went out, of course. Uh, the Lions go nine and seven. Uh, the, if the Cardinals go nine and seven, the Lions have a tiebreaker for them. San Francisco's playing injured; they have a tough schedule. Uh, and then the Lions play the Vikings last game of the season. If they were to win that game. Uh, they would hold Maybe. the tiebreaker over the Vikings. Uh, this is assuming that they yeah. won, out, won out. Well, supposedly our schedule is getting tougher, but the easy part of our schedule was a nightmare gauntlet for us. So uh, I'll take a tougher <laughs> game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, but I, one thing uh, I'm probably going to say what you, Jay, was just about to say is that our our injury list looks like it could be getting uh, flipped back and get some key guys back in the near future. I think Danny Shelton not being in this game was made it hard to stop the run early. Uh, you know, who else? Like, how many other guys that uh, – Galladay, Swift, uh, maybe Akuda. If we can get some of those guys back, that could really help us out. Is there any indication – I haven't seen any – that Trey Flowers will be back healthy. I haven't even, I haven't even heard of uh, him. I thought he was supposed to be like a short-term I mean, IR stint, yeah. and he's been gone – I've heard nothing. For a long time. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. I don't, know. I don't know. That would be huge too. I want to see him, Gall- or, uh, him, Aquara, and Griffin rushing the passer together. That'd be. I mean, I, I would love that. We're, I don't think we're going to oh, see yeah. it <laughs> unless uh, the Lions are like t- a game, like the last game of the season. Maybe Trey Flowers is like, ooh, I kind of want to go play in the playoffs, and then be suddenly healthy again. I don't know. Uh, there's some weird going on there. I, I really hope Galladay comes back at least. We got to see him out there. It doesn't make sense why they didn't put him on the IR. He's been out for what five, six weeks now, and what? Yeah. They, it seems like they think he's close, and that's why they haven't done it. But I don't know what the what the deal is. I just wonder if it's something to do with the contract. I mean, no one knows. There's no indication. That, I'm just speculating here, but it just seems weird. He has a hip injury, and he's out for that long. It just seems, I don't know. It's strange. Of course, you know, you know, they're, they're, they're so tight lipped they won't tell you anything. So you know, I'm not. You know, it could be a serious enough injury. I don't know, but uh, it's just it seems like a long time. Absolutely. Um, I have a feeling he wants to be 100% too before he comes back with what he's got on the line. And all I, I think I think that this this upcoming week and here uh, the, this is the toughest game we got remaining on the schedule because it's home against the Packers and at Tennessee. We just saw Tennessee give up 50 plus points to the Cleveland Browns, uh, and then home against the Buccaneers and then the Vikings. These. If we can beat the Packers, the, those last three are winnable. This will be the toughest one. The Lions are seven and a half point underdogs at home against this Packers team, a Packers team that can have a vulnerable defense from time to time. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's their offense that is most concerning, especially against our defense, as we saw mm-hmm. last time we played them. Yeah, I, I yeah, hope the, they do. The like, gonna be knocking it behind. I hope they do keep, uh, you know, keep it loose on offense because I still think that 
it hasn't shown up this year until maybe this game, but our offense should be really good, especially if we have Swift back. And they they haven't been able to get over that hump, and then they should be able to carry the team, and then the defense make a few plays. That could get us through, get us to playoffs. I could, I completely I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree too. Uh, and if you if you go to five thirty eight dot com, they have like the projections. Uh, like you can click on the games win loss. If if the Lions win out, the they have a ninety three percent chance to make the playoffs. That's that's uh, so. If they win out, we got a really good shot. I'm <laughs> I'm keeping we're I'm drinking the blue Kool Aid here until it runs yeah. completely dry mathematically. <laughs> well, we do, baby. <laughs> oh man, uh, d- so I mean, just just a fun game. I mean, not uh, especially the last two minutes. It w- it was maybe questionably yeah. fun until the last two minutes. Um, but yeah, after Stafford's interception, it wasn't feeling so great. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, I mean, he, he was having such a good game up to yeah. that point. Too. Oh, I, I mean, I this is what well, I mean. This is a Bears defense that's extremely, extremely good. Like, this is a top five defense that he just absolutely torched for four hundred plus yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, he's thrown some bad yeah. picks this year, but that one was kind of a weird one. I mean, the guy made a great play, and usually in a play like that, it's going to be either incomplete or or caught by the offense. Well, it goes to one of our weaknesses, though. Uh, Red Dog and I talk about this all the time. We suck at screens. The Lions suck at the screen pass. Mm-hmm. They just it can't execute it. Stafford can't throw it. It's horrible. <laughs> it's something our offense really needs to add to its repertoire, but we're just not good at screens, period. It's definitely not yeah. been great. <laughs> I feel like we've yeah. never been great at screens, like, like even through Bob previous head coaches. Uh, screen mm-hmm. pass. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Bring him back. I, I mean, Gold, always Golden, had trouble with those short passes. Golden Tate was a good screen guy. That was about the only time I I can uh, remember us having a good to decent screen game. Uh, not with, consistently though, you know. Yeah, I'm not saying we we don't rip off a good one every once in a while, but we just consistently are not good at it. Where you it's see at other every teams, level. Other teams seem to be have just a knack for it. We just do not. Right. It's at every level. Our O line, our receivers, our quarterback. Like no, everyone has trouble ex- executing them. But yeah, but hey, that's just nitpicking. All right, gentlemen. After this one, I mean, just a lot of uh, a lot of good things to talk about this week. For once, uh, it feels like a huge weight might be lifted off. Uh, so we'll see going forward here. What what can happen? What what the hell? And nothing to lose really. Uh, the last four games here so hopefully it just continues hey, to be fun to i got watch. a question if bevel wins out if we win out with bevel and make the playoffs is he a lock for the next year's oc no oh next year's oc i don't know oh see possibly coach no i don't know this would be yeah. a hell of a turnaround if, he, if they went out and win a playoff game he might get serious yeah consideration. yeah for sure but I, otherwise i think they'll go a different direction as they probably should I don't know if he wins a playoff we'll game. See, if he we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll talk about it if it actually happens, Rod Dog. It'd be a good thing. That'd be a good problem to have. <laughs> hey man, if yeah. he can make this roster work after what we just saw for the first half of the season, that'll be one of the more Herculean feats in NFL history. So I think <laughs> he would well be well deserving of it. Uh, you, I mean, you might have a good point there. So hopefully, hopefully, it that all comes true, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> we can have that discussion down the line. But, uh, man, just a lot of fun. So, I think that's going to wrap it up here. Um, we have four weeks left in this NFL season. Pretty crazy. Four weeks left only. 
It flies by. I it always does. And there's hope. And there is hope. We're playing meaningful yeah. games in December. This is what the Fords wanted, right? Heck yeah. <laughs> it is what they wanted. <laughs> we set high standards here uh, for the Detroit Lions <laughs> ownership group. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Twitter at Drinking Lions. Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Please follow us on there. Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe. Really appreciate it. Please leave a review on Apple, especially. We'd also really appreciate that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. For Connor, Bob, Rudd Dog, UJ, I'm Big Z. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you later this week previewing the Lions hosting the Green Bay Packers. And last but not least, as always, go, 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 Field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go. Go. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.